Welcome back to the dumbest guy in the room. I'm your host, Bill McDale. Uh, today, I have a special guest, um, someone I haven't seen in a very long time, but uh, through uh, social media, we were able to kind of keep in touch. And, uh, you know, he wanted to come on and, uh, you know, share some things going on. With 9-11 coming up, we thought that uh, why not uh, talk about the way that we feel about it, what we think about it, um, the way that it impacted us. Um, and from here, I'm just going to let uh, Mike talk and, uh, you know, get your opinion on some 9-11. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, 20-year um, anniversary coming up. Um, I saw uh, Spike Lee's actually doing an HBO documentary around 9-11, so I thought, I haven't watched it yet, but since it's going to be a topic that's coming up in the next couple of days, uh, I thought we'd jump into it. And uh, I feel like a lot of people are, are afraid to question uh, official narratives anymore. And there's just a lot of coincidences that, for me, have gone unanswered so far. And uh, I thought we could kind of go over them. And a lot of them are kind of crazy when you think about it. The first one I'd probably want to talk about, there's a couple 9-11 dates in history that preceded September 11, 2001. First is uh, the Pentagon construction was actually started on 9-11-41, which was uh, right before Pearl Harbor. Um, and then 9-11, um, September 11, 2001, was actually called the new uh, Pearl Harbor. And uh, do you know the date of Pearl Harbor? Uh, no, I couldn't tell you the date of Pearl Harbor. It's 12-7. Uh, do you know what buildings collapsed in New York on 9-11? Uh, Which buildings? Yes. Do you know their names? Just one and two, Tower one and two, right? And then there was a, the other one that was next to it. Yeah, guess what that number was. What was it? One, Twelve. two, and seven. One, two, like and seven. Oh, snap. Yeah, so kind of like the date. Um, another one, another little coincidence. Yeah, you're blowing your mind already. Another little coincidence was uh, September 11th, 1990, uh, George Bush Sr., he uh, gave a speech where he pledged our allegiance to a new world order and to a world freer of terror. And that was on September 11th, 1990. You can Google it, find the speech on YouTube. Uh, plenty of people have put that one out Until there. Until now, the world we've known has been a world divided. A world of barbed wire and concrete block, conflict, cold war. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is the very real prospect of a new world order. In the words of Winston Churchill, a world order in which the principles of justice and fair play protect the weak against the strong. A world where the United Nations, freed from Cold War stalemate, is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its order, founders. Kind of crazy uh, conspiracy theory. I don't uh, even think I'd call it a conspiracy uh, theory at, at this point, man. In the headlines now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. It's kind of a new world order going on right now with the way the world is. I mean, the way... It seems like every government in the entire world has the same playbook. Especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff, because our exposure sites still, will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing 
looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. So we're working through a number of those um, issues, but we will have to reflect. And uh, if someone steps out of line, they're almost, uh, they're almost crazy and stupid and uh, they're looked down on. Like if you take any type of different uh, outlook at, at, at the way governments are treating the coronavirus, you're crazy. But our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So that's uh, kind of relevant. And then, um, the how about how about this coincidence? We have a national emergency on 911, which is just like the national emergency dialing code, which is 911. It's like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. And then in 1968, World World Trade Center construction started in 1968. Guess what else happened in 1968? What was that? Nine one one was made the national emergency dialing code. Really? So the same year construction started for the World Trade Centers. Nine one one was made the national emergency dialing code. It's another weird coincidence. It is. It is. I never really uh, looked into numbers like that, but I know there's some people that like. I don't know if it's you or uh, well, I just that are into it, but there's there's people that are really into like numbers dude and like the meaning behind numbers and exactly. it is a lot of coincidences with what you just said now yep. there is, and it's almost like well do we live in some kind of simulation or are they throwing these numbers out there for some kind of ritual what what's the deal with the numbers because i i'll keep sharing there's a lot of crazy numbers and uh in the last i would say in the last 18 months when coronavirus really started kicking off and I, i've all i've done is started reading books trying to understand like it's something didn't make sense the way the world's working just didn't make sense. So I, I started reading, researching things that have happened. 9-11 really never made sense to me, especially like George Bush was on camera reading to little kids at the very moment he finds out that a, a, a plane hit the tower. Just like, first of all, if you ever heard the guy try to read a speech, I don't think he's signing up to read books to people, but it, it just seemed a little too perfect that he's on camera reading to kids at the exact moment he hears someone whisper in his ear that we're under attack. And then do you know there there's a clip of the whole the whole interaction of him with the kids and the kids reading to Bush and they're learning how to read and you, you know what the, the three words they read to George Bush were? It, it goes kite, hit, steal. So they and they say it like four or five times, kite, hit, steal. And the teacher points to the three different words and she says what's this word and they say kite what's this word hit what's this word steal and they read it to george bush at the end and remember the sound it makes get ready kite. yes kite get ready to read this word the fast way get ready kite. yes kite. sound it out get ready kite. sound it out get ready kite. what word kite. yes kit boys and girls sound this word out get ready what words? Yes, kind of steal. weird words for them to be reading. Yeah, why? Why those three words? Did, did they? Did they? Uh, it's such a really weird pick thing. there. So, yeah, let me. Yeah. I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate with the number thing, right? And just yeah, sure. let's say any number. Like, if you do, you think like if you took any situation on any date that we would be able to connect a lot of different things to it. 
by focusing on that number because you got to think if we're talking years, months, like mm-hmm. we've been the Earth's been around for how long, right? Sure. So like to be able to connect numbers to things is it, it you know it could be something it could be just the fact that you if you want to find it you'll find something because sure, numbers I have think- been around for so long now 9-11 i mean the things you said are, are very strange yeah, and, and and i'm not you know done but yet. i'm not done yet necessarily but it, it is strange and and i'm sure that there are dates that can have coincidences i'm not ruling out coincidences that that's literally what i'm saying like, right. look at all these coincidences and i guess the biggest question everybody has is how many coincidences add up to more than a coincidence how many coincidences create something that looks more like an agenda than a coincidence and, and where is that line how many of these in a row do we have to have before you say hey there's something going on here no I, mean, I, I i agree i don't i don't think just like you man you said 18 months ago like when coronavirus started yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the lockdowns exactly that's when you started yeah. getting into it right like started asking questions now my wife exactly. my wife has been into politics forever so like she's always loved it dude and i was always like shut up i don't care what the president like I, I i had no interest in it i love philosophy i love uh you know the meaning behind like figuring out the meaning behind things i like things that don't actually exist and try to figure out like why we do it sure right so like philosophy and the meaning of life type things bigger questions yeah same right because i wanted to better my life dude like i, I was an alcoholic i was yeah, a scumbag i treated people like mm-hmm. shit and it's like what's the what's a what is the president going to do to make me yeah. be a better human being? And it's like nothing. So exactly. I don't care about that. I got to be a better human being. So with, exactly. with that being said, dude, like with her background in politics and understanding how it works and all of that. And then the way that I think, as soon as I got into it, dude, like I already had a, a resource that was very credible to mm-hmm. me because, well, she's my wife, you know, and she is very, very smart when it comes to politics. Um, so, but the, the 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 connection thing, dude, is like people, the questions that we ask sometimes, and I'm guilty of it in the very beginning. Like I was always questioning, um, I was kind of jumped on. I shouldn't say like hardcore Trump train, but I was I loved I was on I like Trump. I was like this guy is appealing to me. Like he, I, I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know over time, it's like I like him. I like what he what he's doing and things. But what is he doing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what so, is he doing? So, I'll let you go back to to, to the nine eleven thing. But I think that people need to question why they believe everyone, what they believe and stop questioning why other people are doing the things they're doing. Question what you're doing. So exactly. So I actually started out the same way. Uh, Eighteen months ago, I jumped in. I was like, "What's going on?" I I was attracted to Trump. Uh, I, he was. He seemed like he was different. He, he seemed to, everybody seemed to hate him. So that made everybody else kind of like, hey, why do they hate him? They're clearly twisting his words. He, his famous thing is the news is fake. And I wholeheartedly believe they script the news to, to divide people, to create fear. And he's, he's the only one that's admitting that. So I was drawn into Trump. And then uh, things, he, he was just so divisive. And I just did not buy into that uh, this multimillionaire billionaire is now cares about coal miners in West Virginia. Like I just started following along and he would say these things and it was really empty promises. And it, it, it was more of him fighting with people than actually bringing people together. And I really, 
think that's what we need these days is people to bring, especially with like what's going on in the world. You need people that unite each other, not divide. Cause there's, we can be divided about a million different things. So let's bring it back to nine 11, but I, I, I was with you and I kind of drifted away mostly with my research and, and just seeing like, he's promising things and he's not really, he's, he, it seems like he's saying them just to get people on his side. He called himself the father of the vaccine, goes and gets, apparently allegedly gets the vaccine when nobody's looking, when he's in the White House by himself. And he knows he has a large following that isn't necessarily pro-vaccine. So big donation from Pfizer. Yeah, big donations from Pfizer. I mean, he's connected to, to everyone. I mean, that's a different topic. You know, everybody's going to hate us now, right? I, but, but <laughs> when, I'm, when I do this, dude, when I talk about both sides do that it's just it's an unstoppable force against you the the most hypocritical thing is the left can see all the crazy things that's wrong with the right and the right can see all the crazy things that's wrong with the left but really you got to be in the middle to see the whole story because they're all a bunch of hypocrites everybody says they're in the middle too i know i remember when i used to say that i was it i i was very pro trump for a while and i just saw how he's manipulating people but I, I, let's get back to yeah, yeah but the reason i want to bring that up before you get back in 9 11 because i think that uh this was like a starting point for what's happening now dude like i think 9 11 exactly. was a uh the the thing that if you start tracing back everything that they're trying to put in place right now you can get back to it way even before 9 11 but i like 9 11 just because we we were there we li- we weren't there but we sure. we were actually alive when it happened so we seen you know we turned on the news and we we seen this thing happening in front of us we were young but we've seen it. Sure. So that's where I like to well, want to start with this, and especially since it's coming up. So go ahead and uh, go. We can, right. let's go back a little bit and uh, keep going. So you're 100% right, because 9-11 also did bring in the Patriot Act, which let these politicians spy on whoever they want for whatever reason they want and kind of reeled in our freedoms. And that was the start of that. And now with coronavirus, you see they're doing it again. And once the government gets a little power, they do not give it back. And with all the different uh, leaks over the years, whether it's Snowden or um, the guy from Europe, I forget his name, where they leak all these files. Yeah, they they spy on us. Every single email we send goes to a server, every text message. So, yeah, it, it, it is related to now because now you got vaccine passports and you're not allowed to leave the country if you don't get the vaccine. And I mean, that's where we're headed. I mean, you, you might not be able to go into a grocery store if you can't show health records, which is seems crazy. So, yeah, you're right. It, it did start there, and uh, it's kind of a scary time. But let's get back to a little bit of um, some number games here. Let's um, do it. I'm going to learn something new here, so, man, because I never really looked, never really paid attention to this, so I'm excited. Here's another one. How about uh, Flight 11 was the first uh, to hit the towers, and um, – obviously the twin towers look like massive 11s in the skyline so they hit this the flight 11 hits the twin towers new york is the 11th state in the uh in the union so 11th state and um it's just crazy to me like what are the odds that to kick this whole thing off flight 11 is the one that hits the massive 11s in the 11th state on 9 11 so a lot of crazy number games it seems like and then and not so much to deal with the uh, the numbers, but the, the thing with the hijackers always really got me, like, it just, even as a little kid, did not make sense. So you're going to tell me that 
a bunch, 13 men were able to learn on some small prop planes how to fly Boeings with precise, precise um, measures to get them into buildings that were hundreds of miles away. Like they're able to maneuver these, like pilots go to school and log thousands of hours to become commercial pilots. And these guys were able to, to take what they learned on small prop planes and then somehow translate that to flying Boeings into precise targets hundreds of miles away. It's like, first of all, that's just a slap in the face to, to pilots. Like they're way more skilled than that. And then the 13 hijackers, they found all of their passports on the ground or in the wreckage, but they didn't find any of the black boxes that yeah, were right. that. So, so they got these guys' passports in, the, in somehow, but they don't have the black boxes. And then they got cell phone calls from the people on the plane to their loved ones answering machines. I mean, have you ever tried to call someone from like a thousand, two thousand feet up in the air? It's impossible. You, you got no service. And back in 2001, it's got to be even worse. Now, I didn't even think of that, dude. Like you, you really like, like nothing will go through when you're up. Well, I get. The, can't you pay for Wi-Fi now? But or something like you can pay for you, something, can you? You could pay for Wi-Fi and send text messages. You couldn't do that back then, though. Right, and they used to have pay phones on the plane, but they they said they didn't use them. And it's weird. Like, why would it, like? Why, if you're gonna make a phone call, you're gonna make it from like that little pay phone you can play with a credit card, right? And, and but no, they said that they were gonna make they made them with their cell phones, which is just like that. There's no way that that they were able to get through. But that's kind of a I don't want to mess with that memory for people, but it just seems kind of far fetched. I guess I mean I mean I'm not you know it is it's definitely far fetched for the way technology has become, come since then. But if I mean, if it was a voicemail, maybe they were able to leave a voicemail because there was no connection. I, you know, I don't know. But that's the only thing I yeah. can think of. Like a, that's why, vo- mm-hmm. like if only voicemails were heard, but a phone call would be pretty difficult. Like, it, you know, actually talk to them live, I would assume would be extremely difficult in two thousand one. Yeah, here's another coincidence that it, it probably is a coincidence, but George H.W. Uh, Bush was the eleventh director of the CIA. So there's that eleven again. Yeah, he he and when, when you brought up the New World Order for him, I I, I do remember. I don't remember the the the, the day that uh, he actually had that interview, but he did he did talk about September the New World 11. Order, and they actually talked about 11. it. I know. Another. It's insane. That blows my mind, years. though, dude. These dates. Have you? You can keep going. Do you keep going with these dates? Because I, I have a couple questions for you. But if you have more, let's go. Yeah. Sorry, I just get on a roll, and I want to get. No, it I want you to. You know, I want to get it out before I forget. Yeah, but bring yeah, so it. 11, 11 years. Another eleven. Eleven years before September eleventh, two thousand one. September eleventh, nineteen ninety, is when George Bush gave that speech for the New World Order, and he was the eleventh director of the CIA. So there's a bunch more elevens. And then another weird thing is like the Pentagon, there is no video evidence of a plane hitting the Pentagon. I know. And Washington, D.C. is the most surveilled area of our country. It makes absolutely no sense that there wasn't one camera at all. Exactly. Like they have no security at all in the the, the Pentagon. It doesn't make any sense. And all all of the pieces of the plane they found could be picked up by people. Like there wasn't anything heavier that they could be picked up by like a person. So you don't it's think it was just, a plane, obviously. 
It, I mean, I don't think so, but it's it, there's people that say that they heard like uh, fighter jets fly by. Like, was that what they did? And they had that area roped off for. Uh, they were redoing re they did a demolition and were rebuilding that part of the Pentagon. So people weren't affected when that hit. Yeah. Nobody was there, right? It was an empty part of the building. Yeah. That section of the Pentagon was under uh, a remodel. I remember watching like, um, they kind of, they, they did a, like a digital, a digital, uh, reconstruction of the, of a plane going in and like how it would have had to work for, that specific plane, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like it had to be, like perfect. perfect. And then the fact that you can't, there's no video evidence of this thing. Like, I mean, dude, nowadays, nowadays everything's on video, so you can't tell me that they didn't have that back then at the Pentagon. What? Like you, yeah, the Pentagon, the Pentagon. Like they, had, I don't know that yeah. that. I mean, the Pentagon is right next to the 95 down there. So they have surveillance cameras all along there, so make sure nobody's spying or trying to get down and hop down and hop the fence or anything like that. Is a highly surveilled area, so it just they're better off. They they were better off just saying, "Hey, we're not releasing any of these videos because it's it's security reasons." But no, they say they don't have anything caught. They don't have anything. And I don't think uh, I don't think that like the government. I don't think the government's that smart. Right, like they do things that you're like, why would they even like say this stuff or do this if this is what their plan was? It's like, uh, you know, I, I think they just think that we're dumber and that we yeah, don't I care. A lot of a lot of it is that they know that most people won't ask questions because all people care about are sports and beer weekend. I mean, people don't ask questions, and then if you do ask questions. You're a conspiracy conspiracy theorist a hole that you criticized. Yeah, it's like we should be allowed to ask questions because then we can root out some of these evil people. I, you know, I 100 percent agree. Have you seen any of these numbers, uh, like anything that's been consistent, still happening, or had, was like that yeah. terror atta- attack, um, so, the tragic day of 9/11? Was that here's a the weird ending one. point? The tower, the uh, twin tower, was hit at 8:46 a.m. I was going to ask you that because I thought it was around nine o'clock. So 8:46 a.m. and then George Floyd last year, they said the man kneeled on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds in the twin cities is where he was killed. The twin cities, the twin towers, 8:46. So yeah, they do use these numbers. Sorry, it's a lot of information, but like this stuff is just it. In my head, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and this is somewhere that where I, you know, that I could find myself going down this this wormhole. Dude, like I, I just never came across it before, so I have not been down there until uh, about right now with you. But it's definitely something that I would um, have explored had I had I found it. Now, my question when I do things like that is like, if if this is a thing, if it is a thing, is it a thing that has meaning behind it? Like if there were if there was some type of answer to this, would it help humanity universally? Or is it something that could be kind of getting being done to distract? Like, is it purposely to distract, like to go down that to be like, and be like, there's a never ending thing of stuff on that at nine 11, but there's really no reason to it besides a distraction. Like, could that be it? 
Yeah, first, I think what I really believe is first is they're trying to create this new world order. And these things somehow are furthering their agenda, whether it's surveillance states, whether it's dividing people. I mean, we went to war with Iraq over 9-11. Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Like, and we just said, okay. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. So they use these things for their agenda. They get people to hate brown people that have nothing to do with what's happening to us. And then it, it, people are okay with the war now. Yeah. So me and my wife were actually talking about that yesterday. It was like, why? Like, I remember, and I don't know how old I, I was. Do what? How old was I? I one, eleven, eleven years old. I think we were. I was born yeah, about eleven years old or ten years old. I was eleven years. Yeah. Old. And um, so, like, I it's weird that this is probably the only date in my life that I have a memory connected to a date still. Like I was trying to think of something else and I really don't have, you know, a memory where I know the date that it actually took place. Like all my other memories are kind of like, you know, they're just, I don't, they're like timeless besides that one. Sure. And it's like, I still remember kind of going into that war, just thinking that it was the same thing. I didn't, I mean, I was young and everything. So I don't know what, like, our parent, my parents were thinking yeah. they didn't really talk about it that much, but it was like I thought Iraq and Afghan was just the same place, the same thing yeah, with the same because the people looked, yeah, yeah. they looked the same yeah. to me because I was a kid, you know. Right. So, I I think it's strange how we just so easily accepted that as a society because I don't remember really much. I mean, there might have been, dude. I, I could be totally wrong, but I don't remember much outrage like there is today. Like, I feel like my son, he's six, is going to remember what's happening now with, with COVID because there, it's just, it's oh, here, it's there, it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. Yeah, it's it's actually sad, man. These kids are getting uh, used to things they really shouldn't be with that wearing a mask 24-7. I mean, and it just doesn't make sense. Like, you got these kids in masks that they're breathing, they're chewing on, they're sucking on this bacteria. That You're going to get sick from that alone. And if you don't have the proper mask, it's doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Really, it's, just, it's just germs on a kid's face, not germs. It's disgusting. They're touching it. They're touching their face. And, and even in a medical environment, if you're not in a sterile environment and you have the proper mask, you're supposed to change that mask every 20 minutes or your own germs are going to build up and then cause you to be sick. So that's something nobody ever talks about. Nobody ever tells you, hey, switch your mask, help it out. It, it doesn't it's matter, though. Effective. In my opinion, they dude, all care. that stuff it's doesn't matter. I don't, yeah. I don't think they think it matters. I don't think that they believe no. in it. I don't think they want it's everybody to do it. I just think they it's want to be able to some... point out who's not doing it and that's it or exactly. who is doing it. They want it to be a visual because that's what we are. They right. turned us into materialistic people. Well, and they divide us. They go you know, maskers versus anti-maskers. Why can't? Why does it have to be that way? Why does you're vaccinated, you're masked, you should feel safe about your choices? Somehow, I'm gonna kill you because I'm not vaccinated. I'm not masked. That like, if this stuff works, why does it only work if I do it too? Why doesn't it work for you? It makes it makes no and, sense. So let's take this part of it and let's go to the 9/11. After 9/11 happened, so I think there's two. We've lived two different type of eras. It's like the pre-9-11 era where I think, yes. uh, you know, I wasn't old enough, but I would say freedom kind of was still in existence. And then you have 
well, post 9-11. And it was uh, people are literally willing to give up their um, liberties for, for safety. And it never stopped. Not only did it not stop, it's been aggressively getting worse. And sure. we're seeing, I think, like almost the peak. We're getting to the peak at this point uh, today. So why do you think or if whether or not it was a conspiracy that 9-11 took place or not, it doesn't, you know, to me, it's like yeah, whatever no happened, happened. There's no way we would have been able to do anything about it, but it did happen. So whether or not they were involved, it was still something that the government could use. Right. So even if it wasn't them and the government, this, this happened to us, the government takes it and says, all right, what do we do now? So is the government really looking at it and saying, all right, well, what should we do? And should we, how do we protect our people? Because uh, they already actually knew about 9-11 prior. Like they heard about these attacks prior, by the way. Here's, yeah, here's another one. So the, the you're going to want to write this one down. I'm writing so, everything uh, down, brother. The, uh, <laughs> the Pentagon actually ran a, it's called Operation Amalgam Virgo. And it's about Osama bin Laden attacking the Pentagon by hijacking airplanes. It's called Operation Malcolm Virgo, and it was mere months before September 11th. And that's on Wikipedia for you. So, and it's like, what? What are the odds? I mean, they did that with the coronavirus too. If, uh, if, if I feel like they they run simulations before they do anything. So, there was a there's a couple different um, simulations they did with partnered up with the World Economic Forum and with um, Johns Hopkins and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I've seen the Johns Hopkins. Uh, the, I've seen that. Yeah. So Event 201 is uh, mm-hmm. a pandem- coronavirus pandemic simulation that all of the players that are now telling us how we should be reacting simulated. And then another one is called Claydex. And Claydex is interesting because from the date Claydex ended to the day Trump declared the uh, coronavirus a pandemic was 666 days, like the mark of the beast mm. in Revelation. Like, like they're like effing with us, you know? And then Clay, uh, event 201 was a month before Wuhan, China had the outbreak. So the very first case in Wuhan, China, event 201 was a month before that. And it's just like, what, what, what are the odds of these things? And then Scumbag Amazon releases Utopia during the pandemic last year, which they filmed the year prior. So they already had this filmed and then released it during the pandemic. I'm not sure if you know what Utopia is, but basically it's a TV show about a billionaire wanting to reduce the population through a fake virus and using vaccines to sterilize people. And that's the show Amazon releases and they wonder why people are afraid to get vaccines and don't trust the government. And like, all right, if that is a coincidence, then maybe you delay the release of that TV show for a year or two. Yeah, dude. I, I think that there's way more. I can get into that with you another time, dude, because I can go real deep into that. But when it comes to TV I programming, I have a, a, oh. I'm very skeptical. Even like what we're doing right now, right? I think this is... Yeah. I think this is the best type of communication virtually that you can do right now because I can see your face. I can see your, I can see your facial expressions. Um, but the one thing that I'm still missing is touch. Like I can't feel whatever. Um, and I don't care whatever anybody wants to believe, dude, there's energy when you speak, there's energy when you're doing things 
it, there's energy dude you feel it uh, you know you, you can really feel what somebody's sure. meaning and this is the closest thing to it without the, the, the sense of touch um but and we're, we're having an organic conversation and, and just feeding off each other and, and it, like there's nothing wrong with that like questioning what's going on there's nothing wrong with that and for people to make you feel like you're an a-hole for questioning the the narrative that the untrustworthy government is putting out or the unproven vaccines and, and, and I mean, criminal uh, pharmaceutical companies. I mean, the biggest fine ever given to a pharmaceutical company was Pfizer and it was over $2 billion. And that's in any single fine from the government to a co corporation. Pfizer is the highest penalized company. So it, it, we have a right to question these people. I mean, especially the government and especially pharmaceutical companies. Pharmaceutical companies also have the biggest lobbyists. Uh, they give the most money per lobbyist out of any type of corporation over oil and gas. And it's, it's I mean, there's a lot of influence there. So, I always look in, in any of the studies and research I, I do, man, like there's a couple, when I'm looking at science in general, I... I always question science. I don't care what anybody says. I'm tired of the narrative, trust the science. That's that's bullshit, dude. That's bullshit because that's what that's what science is. Science questioned another science, and now you have new science, and it goes on forever, and it never stops. So I hate that trust the science crap because, it, you know, I'll give you an example. My dad, dude, my dad passed away from pancre pancreatic cancer. Ten years before he died, uh, he was actually diagnosed, and he – he refused treatment and what they did was they said with treatment you'll live uh six months to a year without treatment you live for six months and my dad said well you you found it doing a back scan because he broke his back i feel fine and you can't guarantee me more than six months no matter like you're, you're telling me a year at the most six months on either hand i'm living the rest of my six months every single day and i resented my dad for that for the longest time and uh, he lived 10 years with no treatment whatsoever. Yeah. So if everybody trusts the science, you're just, uh, you know. Yeah, imagine imagine he did get chemo and ha what that does to your, your – first of and all – And back then, dude, it, was, it probably wasn't even close to what it is today. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah, there, it, it breaks your spirit. I mean, it's, it's tough on the body. So who knows if he would have got – any benefit from chemo the guy lived 10 years when he was supposed to get six months i mean that's and crazy. dude he was like for the most part all 10 years besides the last like so the last year he got sick uh he got something and then he got sick and he went to the um he did go to the hospital for the first time and then he ended up doing these treatments after not doing it for so long and i was again i was like oh now i'm upset about this i you gotta let you gotta let people do whatever they, they want to do you can't you know, you can't make yeah. people do things. Uh, so you, I gave my opinion. He still did it because he wanted his grandkids, dude. He was, a, you know, he loved them. But they were literally like, this thing is all over your body. I don't know how you're walking. And he's just like, I don't know. I've been fine. He would go f the first nine years, I said, he was kind of, he would go through spurts. Like he'd have, um, uh, he'd have like a two week period uh, every six mm -hmm. months where he was just kind of really sick and kind of laying down lethargic. But then after that, you know, he was himself again for the rest of the year. So, you know, I, That's incredible. it's absolutely insane. You can't find any studies on people that refuse treatment. 
So you have no statistics of actually what chemo does for you because all of the studies are what are people that actually went through the treatments, right? There's nothing that says this many people refused it and live this long. It's like this treatment did this and this treatment did that. So yeah, it's absolutely crazy. They should have been studying your dad after a couple of years when he's living and they promised him six months. I mean, that's what the science should have been. Doing. Nope. They don't want that, dude. It might, you know, they probably would have studied it and been like, you guys all got to be quiet, but they, they don't, they want to make sure that what they're doing is their agenda. But, um, yeah. so with, with that being said, dude, I mean, science was impacted from nine 11. I don't know if you, have you ever looked into that? The way that science, science? started to, to, um, well, I know that, I know that they say somehow three buildings fell at free fall speeds and the, for the first time in the history of uh, a building being hit by an airplane, three buildings fell at free fall, fall speeds. And the only other buildings that do that are demolition buildings. So you can't find a building that's been damaged um, by something other than explosive that fall that quickly. And when I heard that, I really started looking into it. And that's kind of where uh, I just, it was just me keep researching and researching because if you watch the buildings, they literally fall like bang, 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 bang. Like it's it looks like, like a you're demolition. Watching, you're looking at like the vet implode or something. It's, so let's it's let's let's take the the narrative of uh, you know let's say that the government was in on it and they and they did it. Um, if that's the case, then everything that happens after that would be what the plan is, right? Like the plan. Like I, I genuinely, I like to genuinely believe most people in this world are are good people. Uh, with good in, with good intentions, I should say. Most people have good intentions, and sometimes the outcome just you know isn't what you expected, or you don't you try to find mm -hmm. the part of what you're doing as the good intention, and kind of uh, uh, subconsciously leave out the bad things that happened from your actions. So, sure. like the government, if the, if they were involved, obviously it's an evil thing to do. But at the end of the day, what they're looking to, they want something. They, nobody, I don't think anybody just wants to kill. There's very little amount of people that just want to kill somebody because they want to kill somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like right. doing that just to kill yeah, people would be ridiculous. And, well, then, you know, I would question humanity at that point. Uh, but there has to be, if it was them, then everything leading up after that would be what they did it for, right? So right. what would you say, you have, like, what changed in America since, what do you think changed in America since, you know, post 9-11? I mean, your freedoms, uh, security, I mean, the way it, the databases they've created on Americans, um, the, the laws they're allowed to use to track you, to arrest you. Um, I mean, a lot of uh, that's probably the main thing is the surveillance state they've created. Um, it's just there's no one to stop it. And with coronavirus it's just going to keep getting worse so um and, and when you look into the new world order typically what comes up is they want one world government everybody is under one one government controlled and universal laws um so it's it's kind of is that where it's headed they, maybe something like the un runs the world i don't know um that's why i keep doing my research i'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on because yeah. things aren't adding up i mean i mean you uh, could take the un one, back to uh, pearl harbor dude you brought up pearl harbor yeah. 
uh, Pearl yep. Harbor earlier, and um, you know, Pearl Harbor. We knew about Pearl Harbor. Actually, dude, I might. Yeah. I don't. Maybe because you were just talking numbers, but like, I if I I, I think. I could be wrong about this, dude. Don't give me on how many days. But we knew about Pearl Harbor, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like 11 days before it happened. I know they were warned, and I know that they had our aircraft pointed the wrong direction. So if they were if they were attacked, they were pointing the wrong way to then respond or to get out in front of it. So I, I do know. I've heard that. We definitely knew about it. And what? I and I, I think it got. I think it was like um, he, he. They said that uh, you know they didn't take it seriously or whatever because how far it was or blah blah blah. But yeah. like it, it's known that it was there, and it was weird because all the surveillance stuff that they used to to get that information that day, um, mm-hmm. they they destroyed it. So why would why would you destroy well, that? It's also funny. They used Pearl Harbor to then go into the world. I know. That's what I mean. It's, it's, did they let it happen so they could then justify to Americans why we joined the war? Probably. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy trying to find answers like you are. I mean, I'm the second dumbest guy in the room. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're both dumb, dude. To, We're both the dumbest guys. Trying to find some answers. I, I, mean, I think that's what everybody's trying to do, man. And, I, and you know, I just think that uh, we get hooked on this to where, like, what we're talking about right now like before, like this stuff would just be as soon as I thought it, I would hold it, and it's like this is what it is, and that's where I would go. You know what I mean? Now everybody feels hopeless, yeah. Like, it, so, but now, dude, it's like I, I still know that I'm possibly wrong. I'm willing to admit that I might be wrong because sure. if I look at my past, like everything I thought was basically wrong. Like usually, sure. that's what happens. To get here, I have sure. had to have been wrong. Otherwise, I've been living in the same mental state, uh, you know, yeah. forever. I think that's the biggest part of trying to find the truth is accepting that everything you think could be wrong. And if you find out that you're wrong tomorrow, you change what you think. You don't hold on to it forever because you're stubborn. That's what a lot of people in politics do. They see these people continue to lie to them and then they trust the next one that comes along. Like when they prove that they're not good people, then you, you don't believe in them anymore, you know? So that that's that's something I, that I try to hold myself to. Like if I'm proven wrong, you need to be humble and then move on and have a new point of view. Because if you're not, then you know better than than the liars that are telling us lies every day. Yeah, I think uh, you're you're right on, dude. And if I look at, I try to look at everything from like my experience and why I was doing things. And if I look back to like, I look back to like my Parkwood days when I was part when I was Parkwood. Um, I would do things that were for Parkwood, no matter what, dude. Like I, I was like, if, if you know, if Parkwood was doing this, then I'm doing this. And in my heart, I'm like, this is not right to do this, but I still did it, and I did it because it was something like, this is my, this is my family, this is how I have meaning. You know, I'm part of something that's bigger than myself. I don't feel alone. Uh, I feel like I'm part of something, and then what that happens is you become that thing and you know that you're not that thing that you just were forever. And the way I like to look at it, I think that we, when we become fearful, so when the government does these things, they make us feel like we're, they, we become fearful and that makes us vulnerable and it makes us vulnerable, especially vulnerable to people that, um, that promise that they're going to make things better. It doesn't matter what they do. 
it doesn't matter any of that they just they we just if you believe what they said about they're going to make things better we we're just boom we're attached and then if you look back sure. dude it's like what has the government ever done to make your suffering any better right. like tell me so, tell me what they did for you i just want one thing just give me one so that's one that's one of the things that got me up at trump is just like since when does some billionaire care about the people and another thing about the government since when has the government instituted a policy that's for the people over their own economy they sacrificed their economy and trump's like he had like a record-breaking economy sacrificed that for this coronavirus that really we didn't know anything about and it was a novel virus right out of right out of the gate we shut down everything we we are 14 days lockdown right away it's like we have no information on this and you're sacrificing your whole country's economy for this it just didn't add up because we've had pandemics before like h1n1 and other pandemics that have come in and and affected a large groups of people and we've never acted like they that. tried we never we, yeah but we never sacrificed the, the economy for the good of the people so right there i was like this doesn't make sense like there's something else going on because the government and these rich people do not care about little peons like you and me enough to sacrifice their businesses and then you find out billionaires have increased their net worth by billions of dollars while mom and pops are going out of out of uh out of business left and right and everybody's ordering stuff off of amazon because you can't go down to your local stores and buy anything so I mean, maybe that was a part of it. So it, it, there's a lot of things that just don't add up. And the government caring about me is never, I'm never going to believe that because they've never proved that. Ever. I mean, they, yeah, so it, it, we, we go to war. We've been in a war pretty much the entire time we've been in a country. I think there's like 73 years of our countries uh, since 1776 that we're not at a war. So it's just... It's crazy to me. And he, one more number thing that I forgot is um, Flight 77 hit the 77-foot-tall Pentagon on the 77th Meridian West, and it was 77 minutes after takeoff. So takeoff was at 8.20, and it crashed at 9.37, 77 minutes later. So there's that number. I guess it's seven. They're playing tribute there, but just seven, 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 seven. Now, if when you look at those things, have you gotten anywhere with, with, with the numbers? Like, have you gotten anywhere that says? I think, I think what it is is numerology, and you look into it, and is it is it is it numerology? Is it there? There's secret mystery religions that deal with Kabbalah that's heavy on numbers and words, um, like gematria is another thing that people talk about. And I really haven't cracked the reason why, but I do notice that there's numbers everywhere. So what what is going on here? I mean, is it something that we're just not privy to? That is it them just doing it in our face to say, hey, if you're smart enough, you can figure out that there's too many numbers here to be a coincidence. Is that part of it? I, I don't know. So I just have noticed them so far. Did it? And I, I get this stuff out of stuff I read. I didn't. I didn't start looking for these numbers on my own. I've read books and stuff, and they point out like, "Hey, this is a weird coincidence," and, and I just note it. And it's it's definitely interesting. So you haven't really seen. Was there any like numerology, for instance? Like I, I I've actually looked into numerology, and it has like uh, 
sort of like your um, um, horoscope kind of thing. Like when if you can give them like the time you were born with the the date and your name, and then it takes all that and it kind of can tell you what your personality. Yeah. It like well, they try to say this is what your personality is based on those things. I never heard of the Kabbalah or or. or um, yeah, that's. Uh, I would look up, look into that because gematria and Kabbalah, they're they go back. I mean, almost to ancient times, and uh, it has to deal with a lot of number games and and uh, so gematria. They they use a code where they assign A is one all the way to Z is twenty six, or they do it backwards. Z is one, A is twenty six, and they can actually uh, give messages to people who know how to decode with numbers in their with numbers and letters. So basically they if you're in the club you can read what they're saying where you and me just see it as either a headline on CNN or things like that. And that that's what I've started to see in books people have pointed out like hey this could be a code that they're using for people that can read it. So that might be it. I, I like I said I'm the second dumbest guy in the room. I don't know. I just see the uh the, the number games everywhere. It is it is very very it's very interesting. It definitely poses a lot of questions. And the one thing that I am automatically thinking about is the metric system. So, like, mm-hmm. that would change numbers, right? So, like, why did we create our own imperial system, I think? Like, why did we create our own type of uh, measuring? Um, the, short answer, the short answer is Freemasonry. I mean, Freemasonry... They established our country, and uh, the imperial system is based on Egyptian units, which they trace their mysteries back to. But say, for example, uh, water is at 33 degrees is liquid water, but 32 degrees is frozen. frozen. The highest highest degree a Freemason can be is 33 degrees. So, like, they've a mile that we use is based on an Egyptian mile. So, yeah, it doesn't look like it makes sense why we use all these arbitrary numbers. But it, usually they all go back to Egypt in some way. So then what was the metric? Who created the – so it Met, went – obviously the metric would have been after the – like they had to have changed it. Yeah. Metric, metric kind of makes more sense. It's based on like the decimal system with one, ten, hundreds, thousands, like a centimeter. Everything's – it goes up a zero in place to measure. Things. Right, right. So it, it makes a lot more sense. And, yeah, we should be on that. But our country's run by a bunch of Freemasons, and they don't want to get away from it. So. And that's what I'm saying. So, do you think that that has any? Like, if you got into sure. the fact of like, sure well, this was this many miles, or the measurement was this. But if you if you converted it to another number, it would be connect more things to what you're looking I'm at. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. I'm sure, and that's my journey right now. I'm trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I just feel like there's something like that is not a coincidence, because you're like you're doing numbers, like you're like I, sure. I have looked into um, like the etymology, like the of words, of like words, words that yeah. we use, and I like to look back and see where they kind of derive from, and uh, you know, where our language uh, English was created by Christians, right? So yeah, Christians, so the English language was was actually done by a monk named Burforth. He was a Catholic monk and he was a numerologist and he he pretty much modeled the English language. They they encoded the Bible with it and uh like like six 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 in the Bible, that's a that's a uh gematria riddle. 
So if you take that scripture, it adds up to 666. So it it it, it all is very related. You're right. It's 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 strange because it, words in general intrigue me. Like words are confused. Yeah. Like everybody that takes these things is truth. It's like like man created words, right? So all we did was somewhere down the line we became conscious and we needed to communicate with sound. So then these sounds, we were like, okay, well, let's have a universal, like, let's, this sound is this and this sound, like, that's all it is. Like, we're just giving sounds. Sure. So anybody that says, like, um, you know, that that communication with the feeling and everything, just it doesn't matter and you sh- don't need to see lips. Like, I highly, I disagree with that a thousand percent because I think that the noises and the, the way that you're talking means a lot more than words sometimes. You're right. And that, so they say gematria is a way to measure the vibrations mm-hmm. of the words you're saying. So everything has a vibration, they say. Even Earth has a vibration. Yep. It's very similar to the human vibration that like our heart beats and whatever. So they say gematria is a way that they can measure words. And they can everything has a vibration. The vibration of a word matches the gematria usually. Really? So that that's yeah. I don't know how I never run into gematria. Maybe I have and I just you know it's I a word like that I looked at and was like, I don't I just skip over it. Yeah, I feel like they probably hide it. But um, like a, a lot of these words, that that's why words have like silent letters. Mm-hmm. Like knowing, like K. Why is there a K in the word knowing? Like it's to give it a certain gematria value that re- reflects its vibration or whatever secret they need it to, re- they need it to match. Yeah, and I, and I think that when you write something, it gives it, it there's a different vibrate that, it, there's a different vibration when you think something, write something, and say something. Sure. So I all of that probably comes into play with the you know the the letters being silent and you know things yeah. like that. And that's why people get so crazy over like because I can't spell for for shit, dude. Like I'm the worst speller in the world. And yeah, I'm not going. I know that I am, so I'm like whatever. But like people use it. Get people try to use that as like their way of getting like if somebody's having a conversation or we're talking about a certain topic and they disagree. They'll, they'll just, they resort to pointing out my, uh, my misspellings. And I'm like, I, you so, know, I can't to, spell. You can make fun of me all you want. I can't spell. To build on what you're saying. I mean, letters are, are ultimately their symbols. Yep. And what, what is it called when you link letters together? It's called spelling, like to cast a spell. Spelling. Yes. And then, what do you write in when you when you write in you go to school they teach you how to write in cursive like you're cur- like cursing you're, you're like you're cursing someone and then when you say a bad word at someone you're cursing at them like all this stuff is it's we don't think about it but it dates back to when people were actually using these symbols to cast spells and to spell with them and, and spell as in and I think when yeah, people talk right. about this stuff, like out loud, that's like, it's not that they don't think yeah. about it. It's like, if I talk about this, people just think I'm nuts. Like, why would that be? That doesn't, because it's not universally accepted as a truth. That's because they don't read books. I mean, it's all out there to find. They don't think, they, they want to watch their sports on the weekends and drink their beer, but there's bigger issues going on and, and, and you got to snap out of it. I mean, it's almost like they're under a spell. Like, uh, Dude, honestly, I think that it's almost exactly like that because dude i i I, tell my, I, like, I don't understand how i got out of it like i don't remember i remember being in that state of mind dude. and i remember and i remember like the gradual um 
opening for me of like when I started to see what was going on. But it's like I don't know. I don't know the exact point I snapped out of it, but I remember if I just look back, it's like there was a time where I was in that. Like I, it's a complete different mindset, and that you can't like I can't wrap my head around how it was so. It was so easy to be in that. Yeah, it's like it's like we were on our spell, and I, I would say so. I turned thirty years old last year, and um, I would say maybe like six months before that. Obviously, that was around coronavirus. It was like something just like snapped. Like I got to look deeper into things, and I'm, I started stop caring about sports so much and started caring Bro, about exactly like me, dude. I haven't watched sports at all. Family, more and, yeah, like. People talk about sports, and I feel like I'm forcing the conversation. Like, yeah, I didn't see the game, but that's cool. I mean, oh, yeah, you hit a home run. Like, I, I, It's like I don't even connect. Like, I did fantasy football this year, and I don't even know any of the freaking Dude, I got out of it. I got out of fantasy football. I do, but it keeps me in the loop with people, and that, I think that's good to stay it's huge. to people. But it's huge. It's just like. It is. It, I think it's huge, dude. And if I, that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, I don't know if I want you to think like me. Like, I don't know if this yeah, is a good is. thing. Like, I don't know if it was better before I, I, I started thinking like this. I don't know because I say I say to people all the time is like, don't ask me questions if you don't want me to go into it and give you all these answers. Because once you hear this stuff, like there's no going back. Like there's something I, I wholeheartedly believe there's something going on that we don't really know. And it's, it's usually veiled to people like us, like hidden. And for some reason, people like you and me are waking up to it. Like, there's something going on. Like, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose and making things more obvious now to try and wake people up. But uh, I, I agree. Like, I used to be a zombie sports, drinking beer on the weekends. Uh, and, and it's just not like that anymore. And that, I am thankful, but it, it was nicer to be a zombie, to be honest. Dude, it was, it was and, Look, the reason I did this podcast, right, is because I went on a, I went on that journey. Dude. I went on, and it was, it's all about self. First off, I think that people don't really look at it that way. They try to look at everything. Like I look at myself, and I tried yeah. to, and I dug down so deep into me, dude, that it was the most painful thing that you can really imagine. And that's why I say I don't really think people. It's not really good for everybody because I, you know, I mean, I think it would be, but. You might hate me for a while if you start digging into yourself that much because you're a liar. Um, you're a manip- like we do. We are what we what we see in other people is what we are. And I think that the purpose of life is to better yourself. That's it. Yourself. It's a journey. You got to get better. Stop looking at people like stop looking at people like they're negative. You, you work in yourself and don't judge other people. And uh, that's that's try that's how i try to live but uh, it's hard right it's it's and we're not perfect so it doesn't it doesn't just happen all the time like everything that i talk about people are always like people tell me i contradict myself and i'm like i know i contradict myself like that's what life is it's a contradiction but the difference is you don't recognize when you're doing it yourself right like i know yeah, exactly. when i do them things and that's the point is like i need to start talking about uh things that you know, I, I might not do every day and I need to talk about it more so that I'm doing it every day. It's like a way for me to kind of do that. Yeah, and the reason I did this right. podcast was because I wanted to talk to other people. I wanted to get some different point of views and I wanted to uh, stop fearing judgment because if I can stop fearing judgment, it will stop me from judging. But if I can't stop yeah. judging, 
then I, it's not going to, I'm not going to, if I can't stop judging other people, um, you know, people are going to, I'm going to feel like I'm being judged all the time. And then I stay quiet. And that's, well, that's, I, I think that's, you're, you're touching on big things here because ultimately they know everybody wants to fit in with the herd. We we're humans. We like to be almost like a herd mentality. You don't want other people to think you're a black sheep. And then they put these very decisive divisive topics out there and they want you to choose a side. And I think it's important to recognize both sides and kind of just just see it for what it is instead of choosing a side. You know what I mean? It's it, I think all people, like you said, are good and they just want to be left alone to live a good life with their families, ha have a good life, not struggle. And things that are on TV it really just divides people. And it's not I real. That's what Most no. of it's not real, dude. It's not real. It's 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 uh, manufactured in a way that uh, that makes it a problem. And it wasn't a problem until you just saw it and they made it a problem. You know, right? Exactly. And and, 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 and so where? Let me ask you this. So you said eighteen months ago you kind of got in that mindset, but um, where did like how? What happened before that in your life that made you get to that point? I, I'm not sure. I don't know if like at thirty, like something just changes in you and you, you you just feel different. I don't know what it was, but it was like almost like a switch. Like hey that stuff you gotta put that stuff behind you and start looking for some meaning out there and and start uh, it's like almost immediately i started recognizing like the one thing trump said that really is true is the news is fake like they're manipulating you with every single story so what i try to do is start when i hear things and see things i start asking myself why are they presenting that to me in that way what do they want to gain out of putting that news in front of mass amounts of people what are they trying to do and that really helps me start linking things together. Like, hey, they're they're guiding you the way they want you to go. They're putting out contradictory things to some people grab onto this, some people grab onto that. What is really true? It's almost impossible to find. But I think the the most important thing is don't be afraid. I mean, that's ultimately they want people in fear because when you're afraid, you do irrational things and you let them solve your problems for you. Yep, they create it. Yeah, I mean, they're I'd not solving be, it, though. They're just they're giving you it. Well, they give you, you they have give you to solve problem. it. They give you the problem and they give you the solution. And they, they actually have a saying. It's called order ab chow. And it, it literally means order out of chaos. And that's a saying that these secret societies have where they create problems and they already have the solutions for you. They've already worked out how they think the majority of the population is going to go. And they have different things all along the way to keep you going. I mean, and, and people can look that saying up. It's, it, I mean, it's proven. That's what they do. No, it, it, I think, honestly, both are necessary for life, right? Like, even down to, to, to the self. And I, I think that, um, I, I don't know about you, man, but I got really, so I got really big into, when I got sober, I got I started to believe again in something. So like I found that higher power. I started to believe, right? But I still always had a problem mm -hmm. with religion. Um, but it, sure. recently, I've actually started to really enjoy uh, religions, all of them. Like I'd like sure. to read about them mm -hmm. and, and try to um, understand all of the religions because they're all really very similar and everybody tries to make them different. Yeah. And if you look yeah. at the world today, dude, 
that's literally what they're doing. Like we're, they're taking things that are very similar and then making it chaotic to make it look like it's like we're yeah. different and we're not different. Exactly. Most of us are not that much different. And they, yeah, like I said earlier, m most people are good people and they just want to live their lives being left alone, doing what they do to survive. The, the, what I realized, dude, what, what, what I think I realized is that we, we judge in two different ways. So we judge ourselves. And when we judge ourselves, we are judging ourselves based on the good intentions that we had to whatever the action was. But when we're judging other people, we're assuming we know what their intention was when they did something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you look at politics and what they do, man, is they take an action. They don't care about the action. It's that they label an intent behind that and then they ride with it. So it's like you sure. know that this person did it because they're this and that and this. And then they just that's that's what it is. It's like people don't recognize that that's what that we do the opposite with our own life. It's like we look at it and say, um, we're good. I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person. I know I am. I, I did not do that in evil thing uh, intentionally. And then when you look into yourself, you find out how evil that you are. And you're capable of just about the most evil thing possible. And you might still think it's good, which is I think, uh, sick. That's that's the biggest thing in all religions is is recognizing your past mistakes and being genuinely sorry for them and uh, trying not to do stuff like that again. I mean, that's really the basis of the teachings of most religions is learn from your mistakes and be a better pre person. We're not perfect people. And and like you said, I've gone on the same path, trying to research all religions and all beliefs and kind of the origins of religions and what their real message is. and they've been manipulated throughout history for obvious reasons, uh, some nefarious reasons, some not. But if you break it down to what the real messages are, they're all pretty good. I mean, at the crux of all their, their religions. I mean, be a good person, treat everybody the way you want to be treated and learn from your mistakes. I mean, that's basically the gist of all religions. It is, so, so the way that I, I look at religions now is, it's similar, but it's 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 internalized. So, like a lot of this stuff in the book, because what we're taught, it sounds like it's something that you can see or do, or 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 something that's physical. And in my, I don't think that's. I think it's more internal. So it's more like, uh, um, yeah, um, it's more of a uh, like an allegory. Like it's not actually what yeah, it's trying to say it's, it's that's not what it is it is something here but you i can't explain it to you because it's not there's no words to really describe mean. it so what i do is i paint you a picture and say here look at this painting what does it mean to you mm -hmm. and everybody sees a materialistic world so we look at it like well i see and it's like no what what do you what do you feel yeah. is it, you know what i mean I like forgiveness i think you have to forgive yourself i think when you when you said uh, um, treat everybody like you would want to be treated, I think that's what it manipulates a lot of people. To be honest with you, I, I don't think that's necessarily true, because how do you treat yourself? Who are you more likely to to force to go to the hospital? You if if, if you were sick and like scared, it's going to be you, or is it your wife? Yeah. Who are you going to make sure takes you the medicine on time every day? You or you're going to take care of your wife? 
Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right? You're going to you're you are way more willing to treat the person you love better than you are to treat yourself. There's people that'll take their dogs to the vet and pay thousands of dollars before they ever go get a checkup. Yeah. That's I mean that's a good uh good example. And that if you look at the mask thing and the vaccinations, it's like they know that. They know that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I need to do this to protect yeah, me. Yeah. Whatever. I need to do it to protect yeah, my family. Oh no, I got to do that. Yeah. I can't be responsible heard, for their deaths. I've heard someone, well, if you don't get vaccinated, you could kill your grandmother, yeah, okay. your grandfather. They're playing they're playing that up. You're right. And that's because that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of taking that responsibility. And it's like, well, because they made it a universal responsibility for that stuff to happen. And it all started, again, we got way past 9-11, but it, it, went, it all started right with 9-11. It, that, that fear was brought over us. We were separated um, you know, into two parties. The, the surveillance started to happen. And we are under watch like 24. Like everything is now just legal to to obtain i mean the the um the the one thing that they did with and it um the one thing that they were able to do is they were able to uh you know get your phone calls and 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 they were actually allowed to raid your house if you weren't home and most of those things that they did less than one percent of them were based on terrorists it was all other things not hardly any of it had to do with terrorism so it's like that's how you know they're lying. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And if you can't look back at the past, and the reason I wanted to start with nine eleven to bring up today is because that's what you got to look at. It's like, yeah, you're scared right now because that's what they're telling. Like you're scared right now, but guess what? It's gonna go away. It's gonna happen. And then look at everything they put in place for the future. It's like everybody wants. Everybody's living in the moment, yeah. but. They're they're not they're they're living in the moment to be afraid for later and then later comes and there's just so much more going on because you could not escape that the chokehold. Yeah, like I said earlier, they they create this fear and they put in certain things that they pretend might be temporary, but the government once it's given power they don't give it back. So they don't relinquish things like 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 the Patriot Act is still pretty much in effect. They can monitor everything we do. They never gave that back. Mm-hmm. They made they they made changes to it, do they? They added more things that they could do with it. And then when they do what they're doing with medical requirements, who knows where that could go in the future? I mean, that's scary, dude. Yeah. I mean, I I I talked to my wife, but I mean, I feel like we should go buy a farm and be farmers and live a simple life because I can't I can't I can't do dude. this. I mean. I'm just la- like I'm, I'm laughing because like when my wife watches this video, she's gonna be like, "How come you you never met this? You never like talked to him since high school? Are you sure?" I literally I've told her that I was like, "I think that we should start growing, like doing our own thing. Like, why do I need? Like, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, dude. Like the 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 um the I'm trying to think of the word like the the, the original humans on this earth. Like it, it came back to yeah, me, yeah, and it's yeah. like." The, None of that. I don't need any of this stuff. I don't want any of this stuff. Exactly. I planted like in the past couple months, I planted like five uh, different fruit bushes and trees and all kinds of stuff because like, I, I just want to be more self-sufficient and actually I like doing it. Like it just brings you joy to, to be out working. Dude, I honestly, I, you turn the TV off and you're open up to a whole nother. Have world. you ever gotten into philosophy at all? 
I mean, a little bit. Not. I mean, what I read is pretty is pretty philosophical. But uh, I've never done a podcast before. I've never really. I'll have conversations with people, but not. Not really. No. It, it, the philosophy is pretty all. I mean, this dude for me, this is. I, I enjoy this. Like I learned. I, you're going to bring me down this number thing. I'm going to be into. I'm going to be looking up a lot of these numbers. And what I would. I got a couple books to recommend too that we can have maybe a follow up. No, that's what I was going to say, right? Like I, I have never yeah. really been into the numbers, and you uh, said you haven't really been into the, the the philosophy. So what? I'm going to dig into some of these numbers and try to see what I uncover. Um, with everything that anybody ever tells me, dude, I always take it with, I take it for what it is and I go and, uh, find out what I wanted to find out about it. That's the only way to live, man. That's the only way yeah. to live. Cause if you follow, you really shouldn't follow anyone. You should be your own leader because if you follow other people, you're going to be misled and it's, it's not a good thing. It's not necessarily, yeah. I, you, I'm, you're right, but you should never follow anybody that has no intentions of letting you go. Yeah, I guess that's, a you good know thing. what I mean? Like we all need like a I, mentor. We all need. I like to listen to a lot of people and take some parts of all of their different ideas and whatever's true to me. You I hold think. and then you live that truth. Like don't like yeah. you Do don't them. have to separate from that truth just because of what other people are going to think. Mm -hmm. You you want to live that, right? Like yeah. that that's the goal is to, to find to find some type of meaning in this life of suffering. And that's why I really yeah. got into philosophy because that's what philosophy kind of teaches. It teaches about self and it teaches about, um, you know, hell, like the purpose of life, right? So, like, we have all these things going on all the time and it's like, well, people talk about flat earth and people talk about um, all that stuff and I I get it and I'm like, I, I, you know, do I believe it, do I not? I'm like, I don't know, but, but why, why would that change? Well, if I found out that earth was flat, what would be different about my life? I, yeah, I always tell them, like, all right, say they lied about Earth. They could have. I mean, I certainly don't put it past them, but we're, we're still in the same place where exactly. like there's, what? Still, there's still tons of issues going on. What does it do for worse. you? Like, yeah. why invest time in figuring out if they're lying to us about that? Like, why? Just tell me why, and I'll, I'll help you. Like, I'll, I'll go find out why. Like, but you have no... Like if if the result is that you're right, what's going to change about my life? What what they always say to you is, uh, well, if they lied about the earth, then they're lying about everything. I'm like, well, that still may be true, but what do you get out of proving that, that? part? Because you're just, you're just going to be looked at as crazy. I cannot prove without a reasonable doubt that the earth is flat. What I can prove is all these numbers that are you can look them all up. They're all numbers that are published and were given as their narrative so that stuff is real right and the reason that and i it's but the philosophy because i think if you when something like that happens right like when something is connected that well um what i like to do i used to take that philosophical approach and say well why like why did why are they using these numbers and then start yeah. asking more and more questions rather than finding more statements i think that the whole uh, journey to truth is just finding the right questions and if you can ask yourself the right question sure. you'll get further but once you're stuck and sure. not asking questions and looking for those things you can get so further away from what you're looking for there's a lot of stuff they don't teach in school and if you don't go looking for it you'll never learn it so uh, i've questioned the education system a lot dude it's 
There's a book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, and it's written by someone who used to work for um, the Board of Education, and uh, she kind of says it's it's done pretty much on purpose. But that's another book that we can talk about some other. Yeah, time. I'm 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 really into into that, dude. Like I. Yeah, I want to homeschool my kids. I do. I. <laughs> real quick because I don't want to keep you too long and go deep into this part but um, I was listening to his name's Alan Watts you ever hear Alan Watts yeah yeah, I heard so he had a um, he was talking about what's going on with uh, kids and how we're becoming so materialistic and like what's you know why is that happening and if you go back before the education the the universal education system kids Mm -hmm. would literally from a very young age be with their dad on the farm or be with their dad working and doing something that they're sure. right and it bonding with their we change the narrative of that's bad that's not good for children yeah. to be doing that they need an education they need this and then by the time they get out there you're just kind of lost you don't really know anything you felt useless your whole life you know, the kids come home from school and dad comes, dad's just leaving. Like dad just goes, like I just go somewhere every day. I just disappear. And then I come back and I got this thing called money and they're like, well, dad, what were you doing? And they don't understand it. Then you're tired and they try talking to you or whatever. And you're like, I want to go do this. I'm doing this. And then the kid feels useless. Like they don't feel like they're part of whatever's going on and that it's actually could be bad for society that we're just, Sending our kids to learn things that um, are supposed to be what is learned. Like this is the things that you need to yeah. know. Anything else is garbage. You know. So I, yeah, I, I got I got deep in the education system, and it's you know, there's no way it really to to change that anymore. Because it's like I need, I don't want my kid to grow up either. Like uh, you know, lonely and feel like dad's a weirdo because dad doesn't believe in what everybody else is doing. You know. Even though dad is probably weirdo, but, you know, I don't, I remember what it was like being a kid. Didn't you grow up with a a weird religion, dude? Yeah, so I was raised. Yes, I don't, I don't even know why I just, I don't know why they just popped in my head. You were a Jehovah Witness, right? Right, my parents still are. Um, I did never got like baptized or anything into the religion, but I did, I mean, the, the thing about Jehovah Witnesses is, they teach you about the Bible. So like I'm familiar growing up with all the parables and everything that's in the Bible. And as an adult, it, it, it does, it helps you, especially when you go into other religions and you can see the connections and things. But I, I just, I never felt like it was the ultimate answer to who I am as a person. Like I never was never drawn to just joining and, and, devoting my life to it you know that's it that's where i am today is like i grew up questioning everything me too dude like if you if you told me something i had to ask why so if you didn't have a good answer why i didn't just start believing it. and i think a lot of our society asks why and when the when the answer isn't good they just stop asking questions yeah it hurts their ego that was never, yeah that was never me i always wanted to know why 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 and uh I think that's where I am today is still like that. I'm still like a kid. I just want to know why, why. We're all kid at heart, why man. We're still all kid at heart. But when I'm going to ask about the Jehovah Witness thing. When you were a kid and you were Jehovah Witness, yeah. obviously you hung out with people that may, may not have been Jehovah Witnesses. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember having one in, in my school and I thought it was, you know, I was a kid and I was like, you don't have, 
you don't celebrate birthdays or you don't have you don't yeah. do any of that no holidays and you know i thought it was like insane how did that yeah. like affect you as a child to be different so, I mean, being different is definitely hard, especially when kids, like, pick on you and stuff. And to be honest, it kind of makes you into, I don't want to say a stronger person, but, like, you get used to people not seeing the same way as you. And as a kid, it's very tough. But it, it teaches you some, I mean, it teaches you not, you don't have to fit in. But, um, I mean, the thing about, the thing about, not celebrating things and being deprived like my parents always gave us like they always gave us like presents and we never felt like we were like being deprived of things but we did like you do feel like oh am i missing out on something am i is it like those kids are getting something on christmas like certain things like that and then they explain like why they don't do it and they kind of walk you through like where all of those traditions kind of come from and you see like, yeah, I guess that really isn't Christian and you really see the other side of it because most holidays are, are pagan based and it kind of goes back to where religion started and um, back in, in early Christianity, they merged with the pagans to get more people into the same religion and they adopted a lot of the pagan holidays. So Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate that because they try to live like a purely Christian lifestyle. So I, my big thing is like, I think like you do where everybody at heart is a good person and they just want to live a good life. And like, if, if you're a certain religion, there's no reason that's wrong. You just, you just go on the same journey I'm on. That's know? it, man. That's it. And that's, dude. So if you, if you like to, to break up what you're saying, but you have constantly looked at other religions and try to figure out who you are. I think that's what is happening to the point of why. The, the the shutdowns why things um why, why you can't go and do sports why you couldn't go to church why you couldn't do all these activities outside of your home right because i think the key to a, a key to a uh, healthy thriving uh community is the same thing as the same key to a thriving individual which is put yourself take yourself and put yourself in different things that you like. So, like, whether you like sports, you can go, you know, go to an Eagles game and then go to church. And then at church, you'll see somebody that, you know, was sitting next to you at the Eagles game that was a Cowboys fan. But it's like, oh, we have this in common, too, too though. It's like we're in a world where it's like this, these people are this, these people are this, and that is it. And it's like, no, you just formed a group ideology. That's what you did. You took yourself out. You no longer exist. You're nameless. And now you are your group ideology. We should be trying to create ourselves through multiple things within the community. That's what brings communities together. That's what brings uh, societies together. Like, it, I don't think having all um, LGBTQ things are, are necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it's terrible when you. That's the only thing you're associating yourself with. I think uh, anything that you're associating yourself with, based on one at one human dimension of yourself. And if that's all you are, is terrible for yourself, and that's what breaks. Yeah. That's what hurts me because it's like that. It doesn't like that's not you. It's not. Yeah. You know. And that that comes down to the judgment thing. Like, don't judge other people because of anything. I mean, if they're a certain way, judge them for who they are as a person, and and that's it. Not if they're fit into some subcategory that you're not a part of, and that's 
growing up, like people don't get my religion. So they like make fun of you or they do certain things. It's just like unit. You got to, a healthy society is made up of a bunch of different groups of a bunch of different races of a bunch of different ideologies. And that's how it's healthy. And that when you start dividing people, you start throwing fear into the mix and the people that are afraid, they cling to the people who are like them. And then other people can be viewed as enemies like nine 11. It's like, what did a bunch of brown people do to us that live in a far away land? Like, but it's in here. No, and that's yeah. what I said earlier when I said about the TV programming thing. Like humans, True. we're not used to this. Like I'm not used to having like TVs, all that, right, right, like right. watching that stuff. How does our brain interpret that we're actually watching TV or watching something that's not happening in front of us? Like how do how does our brain – because think about this, dude. Like you – if you're watching a movie and the, like a scary part comes up or uh, like you're, you're, you, you jump. Like you physically yeah. jump, but you're not there. It's not happening. So why did you physically jump? Well, I feel like there's something associated with the psychology behind like you don't know you're not there, dude. Sure. Like you know, like you, but like you don't know. Your so your brain interprets yeah, all that information as if it's happening to you right in front of you. Sure. Right? Like I, I feel like there has to be something to do with that. I understand what you're trying to say, and I do agree that they're trying to make us more reliant on technology, and I don't like it. I don't think it's a good thing. No, it's, it's um, scary when they have access to it all. I have a, a couple books that I'll send you a uh, DM about, and I think we should do a follow-up sometime just going over the books because they touch on that. They touch on future – where they so the World Economic Forum is kind of – the be all end all for what they do they think the global future should be they're sponsored by the un uh bill and melinda gates gives them money um but they wrote a couple books the, the leader of the world economic forum his name is klaus schwab he wrote a book about the fourth industrial revolution which is basically robots and technology taking uh mundane jobs away from working class people and uh developing a society that's cleaner and relying on technology, but you live on a basic income that the government gives you in a smart city with no freedom. There'll be common areas. You share a house. It's very, and this is someone who's trying to shape our society. So I think, I think there's a reason a lot of this stuff's going on and it, it's, these guys lay it out in their books. Like I said, that they run the simulations, they write books, they publish books and I think if you're not paying attention, you'll think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. But if you read the same books I'm reading, the people who are making the decisions for the world are writing these books and saying what I'm saying. Yep. So uh, I got a couple books that I'll recommend for you, and uh, we can definitely do a follow-up. I know you're busy over the next couple of weeks. but uh, Yeah, probably like the next two, two weeks until I get really uh, get going because be, that's when I'll get to South Carolina. Uh, house will be ready sure. and everything. Um, and then what I want to do, I want to give you some philosophers to, to look at, dude, because yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the worst thing, I think everybody relies on the government to, for help and they're looking in this big group for help. And it's like, I think if people would just look and say, you know, what big group has the government ever really helped? And the people that it's always escape yeah. that lifestyle always some for some reason – get killed by the government as soon as they try to do something different. So, you know, yeah. it, the one philosopher I love, his name's Nietzsche. And the yeah, yeah his quote, dude, I'll tell you the quote because you were talking about, but 
it's I don't, I'm not going to quote it exactly because I'm probably wrong, but you know there there's only one Christian, and he died on the cross. So what he's saying is Jesus Christ was a Jew that separated himself from a religion, found himself, and then the people crucified him because he wasn't part of what it was, which at the same time raised the next religion and all these people. And they're like, no, he was. Crusaders, people that killed in his name too after that. It's people that are finding themselves. It's like, no, that's not good. Like that's the worst thing that could happen to a government is for everybody to have a name. If you look at all the agenda that they're doing, they're trying to take your name away. Be yourself. And then this stuff can't happen. We can't ask. And that's why I wanted to do this with you, man, because I, I heard some things that you were saying that really align with what I believe in. And I think if people would just stop trying to say their party's the best and this party needs to do that and actually just do and change your life and change what you're doing is how you stop this. Stop giving them the power. Stop giving your side the power. Because when you give your side the power, you're also giving the other people energy to go against you. And if more people can look at it like that, dude, and, you know, I think we'd be in a better place. So the more people I get to talk to on here, man, the better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds But I appreciate you coming on, dude. It's been really cool talking to you. I don't think I've talked to you in in years. Um, (laughs) It it, it really has been a long time. But I enjoyed it, dude. I enjoyed it. And, uh... Look, man, th- thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. Anytime. Let me know uh, if you want me yeah, on again. Definitely have you on again. And-